Good evening, Dan. Um, yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not bad. It's been it's been a very interesting like half an hour that's just passed because I'm with you again in person. It's actually to, yeah, anyone, we- to anyone who listened to last week's episode, like we're actually recording this the day after we recorded the last episode. Um, yeah, and we're face to face still, and I'm at Saban's house at the moment, and um, we, like I just got a haircut from Saban's brother because mm-hmm. he's my barber. Yep. Um, and during that, we've been following the stock market, and it's been pretty interesting. Do you want to give a quick explanation? Yeah. By by the stock market, we mean Tesla. Holy shit, a thousand and seventeen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> maybe people should. Maybe you should sit out. All right, everyone, right now, just buy the stock. Because I like the stock. <laughs> I think a lot of people like the stock, bro. Yeah, well, if you've bought in, if you haven't, or you're shorting it, you do not like the stock. Have you ever seen, a, like, could you just take me through the numbers over the last few days in Tesla? And I, I'm not expecting you to give any sort of, you know, deep explanation. I know that you're not like, you know, a seasoned expert, but could you just give a brief analysis as well on like, why has the, the stock price gone up so quickly? Yeah, so today's the 25th. And on the fifth, it was around seven sixty ish, around the yeah seven sixty to seven. Let's just say seven seventy range. Yeah. So twenty days ago, it it was around that around the seven seventy time. Okay, so yeah, twenty days ago, around seven seventy, and now it has just broken one eighteen. Wow. Today it's gone up eleven point nine percent, so it's around one hundred seven hundred eight dollars right now. So yeah, it started the day at around nine fifty because it gapped up from what's that uh around 905 yesterday which was the highest point of the day yesterday as well so today has just been a huge move and i expected there to be an upward movement today because it was a friday ending on high upward you know buying pressure so but this is just a madness for a company of this size you know around a trillion dollars going up 10% well i mean it has broken a trillion dollars now 1.1 or 1.01 basically elon musk just you know surpassed bezos right so <laughs> bezos might as well be third now <laughs> like Elon musk is first and second place kind of thing in terms of the richest men in the world um but yeah so that now means tesla's passed facebook i think in terms of market cap so they're like the fifth sixth biggest company in the world so basically yeah and i don't know let, let me just see on the 11th it was around the 800 mark and then it just had a massive breakup and then it kind of plateaued around the 870 level on the 19th of october and i thought that was going to be the resistance point at which it will stay there for you know next couple of weeks or even days right but no literally just two days after it just had a massive it's just had a massive spree of like you know super high pressure upward candles so Basically, it's just going on a mad one. And it's just like, because they released delivery numbers for the third quarter. Yeah, third quarter, which, you know, surpassed expectations. And then revenue or like earnings, you know, surpassed expectations. Profitability is going up. Basically, Tesla is just ramping up. And you've got other, you know, uh, they've got two new factories that are going to start coming online over the, over the next couple of months and they're going to start producing vehicles out of those and each of those factories like have the capacity of like another half a million vehicles per year as they ramp up to max capacity and then so people are just starting to actually realize this and people thought people were realizing it like you know 
a year ago when it, Tesla had its first big run-up um, before you know coronavirus, coronavirus and all of the other crashes that happened after that and stuff. So 119, uh, 1019, like these are just... I suppose it's just nice. It's just nice seeing it as like a fairly long-term investor, or at least you know it's the main thing that my net worth is built into. Oh, one thousand twenty madness! <laughs> it's just like a running commentary. It's yeah, just going to yeah. be the whole episode. But it's just, it's just nice to know that at least some of your stuff was right. But the thing is, you know, this is just one day. But man, the upward pressure is actually insane. One thousand twenty-two. Uh, okay, I'm just going to stop looking at it at least for five minutes. Um, so. Yeah, and there's all the other things like over the past couple of months. You, did you hear about Tesla AI Day? No. So they that's when they released the Tesla Robot and all of the AI stuff that they're going into, particularly with Tesla Dojo, which is like a custom like neural net training system that they've made that's like modular and it's insane it, because most of the time right now what people use like you know google and all these other big AI companies they use GPU GPU architecture from like Nvidia and stuff. So the chips aren't actually designed to do neural net training computations, but Tesla was just like, let's just make our own kind of chipset that's designed for this. And it's absolutely insane. So that's, they, they kind of explained all of that technology to the world and, you know, because they're trying to hire all the, the you know, the new wave of AI engineers and stuff. And they had like a hundred fold increase in AI applicants and everything. But basically, it's big, you know, like everyone says this, Tesla's like an AI software, battery tech kind of company, energy tech company not really just a car company yeah and over the past few months this has just really started to make sense to it more people every time there's this huge run-up it's just because a new wave of people are like oh, okay this is starting to make sense Tesla's not a car company because you can't value it like a car company because it yeah okay right now most of their revenue is through their like the car sales and stuff but that's not the end goal of tesla and that's not the only goal of Tesla is just electric cars. It's just so much more in terms of the technology they're developing and stuff. So they're really trying to solve things from like a, a root level, a, a root cause kind of like basis in terms of the problems. So yeah, people are starting to just, oh, and then I suppose it's just their profitability is increasing and they're just becoming, they're not so risky now. They're like, they found their path, they found their stride and they're really just ramping up. So I actually see Tesla right now at the bottom of the inflection point of the sigmoid curve. So yeah, it seems like, oh man, they've hit the peak kind of thing, at least for the next couple of months or something. Yeah, okay, might have for the next couple of months, but I'm looking out on like a five to 10 year basis, right? And I don't want to say my numbers and projections for what I have for the next five to 10 years. Um, one, because I'm not an expert in that area and none of this should be financial advice. I'm just trying to say like why I like Tesla. <laughs> um, and, you know, me and Dan have been following Elon Musk and, you know, his endeavors since, you know, sixth form when we just randomly got obsessed with him. You you introduced it. It's because you introduced the Model S to me and we were like, man, this is kind of mad. It's, it's when, when we were doing like A-level revision. Yeah. And we, we would, every time we would just procrastinate here and we're in, we used to hang out in the um, the room, like by the main hall. You know the one I mean? The one that your brother studies in now, I think. Remember the way you used to have your computer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We used to like hang out in there and really? do our work. Yeah. In we that used... tiny room? Yeah. Dumb. We'd do our work. Oh. Yeah. I then we, then we graduated to the um The, the big, big table when, when things, you know. When things got a bit serious. Yeah. A2. <laughs> um, and um, I'd be here until like 3, 4 a.m., drive home. Those are the mm. days, man. Um, and we'd go, sorry, I'm reminiscing yeah, now. Yeah. But we'd also go to... Um, Oh, I loved it. We'd go to like Tesla. Uh, no, 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 not Tesla. Um, Tesco. 
No, not Tesla. Bro, those, those Tesco motors were the best. I still reminisce about them sometimes. Like, what were we doing? We'd go for like an hour. It'd just or two. be so fun, though. I'd I'd actually have genuine enjoyment. I'd be, I'd be having a blast walking yeah. around the. Aisles. You know, we'd just be like sat in my car, like, what should we do? Like, right, let's just go to the big Tesco, and we just go round for like an hour and a half, and we'd be like, hmm, how much you know sugar is? Do, do you think is yeah. in that chocolate yeah, bar? Yeah, we would. And we just like rank different foods and just like break down we're the like, ingredients. Oh man, look at this milkshake. Yeah, so like, what do you think the 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 second ingredient? So the second most in terms of mass in that product is. We just try and guess it, and we got really good at it at one point. We, we did get good yeah. at analyzing the the nutritional information, but just I mean, by looking at it. Yeah, for like it's, it's a bit of a strange thing to do. Okay, maybe so one thousand twenty six. One thousand and twenty. Okay, one sec. Oh, oh wait, actually, it hit a peak of one thousand thirty one. Anyway, sorry, sorry, carry on with the, you're just catching up, huh? So I can retire by, <laughs> in a couple of months at this rate, like. Man, that's crazy. Bro, um, in a couple of minutes at this rate, I could, <laughs> um, anyway, like carry on, yeah, Tesco. 2000, by the way. Um, oh. um, yeah, so we, we would go to, um, yeah, those places, that was so fun. And we went to Asda once, that was very lit. Um, yeah, but Tesco is just Tesco hit different, yeah. not Tesla, Tesco. Yes. Um, but yeah, and it was, it was when we were like, procrastinating that i used to love watching um uh like car videos just reviews of cars like yeah. 10 15 minute reviews what, what, what's what's that dude's name the Matt. british yeah Matt. yeah yeah it was, i think it was like car buyer or something yeah, but yeah. another strange hobby that i had yeah. in sick form but it, it was that review you showed me his review on car buyer on the model s and i was like i couldn't believe it either insane it was yeah. a, a complete redefinition of yeah and then i was so confused about the technology as well because it was like it was so simple it was, just, it was literally even now basically the the battery packs is just a bunch of like cells just put in like series and that's basically it but obviously there's so much like software optimization and all of that behind it but at a fundamental level it's actually pretty simple yeah it, i'm i've been so like i haven't followed it too intensely over the years mm. but it's it's been so cool to yeah. see tesla become like a it's still not there yet i would say in terms of like it's not broadly accepted mm. you know yeah definitely um mm, as in I think over the past, like, at least six to eight months, at least, there's been a huge paradigm shift in terms of this whole electrification and everything, especially with all the other car companies, Ford, GM, BMW, Volkswagen and everything. They are just, you know, now that they're, they're like, oh, crap, you know, we need to electrify and, you know, all the other you know government mandates, you know, 100% electrification by 2025, 2030, et cetera, depending on the country. Basically, every single car manufacturer, apart from Tesla, had a wake up call and thought, like, oh crap, you know, we got a lot of work to do kind of thing. And like most of them are probably losing money on the electric cars they are even selling right now. But yeah, it was when you showed me that video and then introduced me to Tesla. And then from there, you introduced me to Elon Musk. You're like, you know, he's the one who made PayPal. And I was like, oh, that's kind of lit. Like, how do you went from PayPal to a car company? And then, yeah, and then like SpaceX at the same time. And he's like, you know, put all his money in there. Hyperloop, even back then, like Hyperloop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Hyperloop was a bit of a letdown, you know, when it was released, the, the Vegas tunnel or whatever. But but at the time, I remember when we were in sick form, that that concept itself, like this guy was trying to redefine transport, basically. Yeah, and then he made it more like open source and he just, uh, I mean, I didn't really follow, I haven't really followed much Hyperloop to be fair, but. Solar City, open AI, like. The amount of yeah, open AI man, GPT three man, like ah, oh, yeah, and Neuralink, bro, come on. <laughs> he, he I mean, yeah, I, I end up sounding like a Elon Musk fanboy, and I suppose I am to to a certain extent. It's you just, are if you look at your portfolio. <laughs> oh, oh, sh- sh- um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just uh, it, he's in so many different domains, right? 
And he's just almost like creating solutions to, obviously it's not just him. It's just the team he's creating and the mentality in terms of like first principle, like root cause analysis kind of thing, just solving these problems and really innovating and pushing it to the limit, right? So yeah, it's just, he's developing all this new technology. That is absolutely insane. Starlink, forgot about that. Going to Mars, the BFG, <laughs> the, the big effing rocket, uh, BFG, uh, BFG, <laughs> big friendly giant, BFR. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah the big effing rocket yeah it's it's actually insane all, all all of what he's doing and it's it's weird to think that so like one human can manage all of that kind of workload I don't understand it but yeah I mean my my mum had a question today probably quite a simple question so I I could ask you on the spot so Tesla today has gone up in its value by over ten percent a thousand thirty seven <laughs> bro it's gone up fourteen percent. As as a trillion dollar company, that yeah, but yeah, you said the value of Tesla has gone up a lot today. Yeah, has this ever happened before? Uh, no, not for a company of this size. At least not in my you know out of the big you know Fang stocks and of in recent history. So that's actually a bit of a braze, bro. Yeah, it does kind of actually make me a bit scary. But pounds up now. I'll cut that out. But yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's like I just yes. I'm up on Tesla now. Yeah, it's a bit of a madness. What is the worst? Okay, definitely cut this out, please. Yeah. Sorry. Or I'll be bleep it out or something at least yeah. in terms Sorry. of numbers, But so the question that my mum had, mm. it the value's gone up by let's say ten percent in a day. Mm. But like, what's actually changed in the company? Is the company actually more ten percent more valuable, mm. or is it just a reflection of people's opinions on it? Yes, that that's the main thing. And then a lot of there's just a lot of buying pressure because people are like, okay, yeah, you know what. I'm just going to buy it, right? But that's the same, it's the same thing when it goes down 10, 20, 30% over like a week or something. Like, oh, what's happened to Tesla? Nothing. You know, last time it crashed or, you know, when like the coronavirus dip happened, you know, nothing actually happened to the companies. Well, at least, you know, to some companies, yeah, it, it did have a big impact. But certain companies like Apple and Facebook and Amazon and stuff. You know, Amazon in the end went up massively and stuff. So did all of these other mostly tech stocks because they're the ones that are innovating, right? In a, uh, innovation is inherently like deflationary as well. So it's at times of crisis where these kind of companies that are innovating new technologies end up coming out on top. So that's why I was just like doubling down on these different types of stocks, particularly Tesla, because that's the one I have most conviction in, um, at least for growth of the next 10 to 20 years. Other stocks like, you know, Tesla, uh, Amazon, Apple, those kind of stocks, right? They're, they're already so mature that even though they are still innovating and developing new technologies, their room for growth is just lower, right? Yeah. And because I'm young, I can take higher risk because I've got a larger time horizon. So I'm willing to take that, which is why, you know, if you are older and maybe, you know, in your retirement plan kind of thinking, I wouldn't recommend going as hard as I did into Tesla even though I basically did it with like my parents' it's like family with like retirement monies. Yeah, that's not even pressure on yourself. That's yeah. like external pressure. Yeah, but the thing is, is that we did it gradually. Initially, I it was a small amount, you know, just on the side. To be fair, I took the biggest risk with my own money, like my own like money. I, I basically lost all of it because I, I put it into luck and coffee back a while ago around coronavirus time or maybe before they turned out to just be a fraud company. Oh. <laughs> so... Basically, I'm just not going to invest in Chinese stocks again, basically. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, that was a good lesson. But yeah, that was only my money. So that was a super risky play, to be fair. Um, but the numbers were good. So 
you know, it was fine until they were a fraud, but you know, hopefully Tesla isn't a fraud. But yeah, going back to the point, right? If it goes down 20% in a day, the company probably hasn't lost value in a day, uh, that value in a day, unless there is some major news. But most of the time, these fluctuations aren't based on any news. There's just been a lot of positive sentiment towards Tesla over the couple of the past couple of months. And the mainstream media, the main mainstream finance media, like, you know, CNN and Fox News and finance and all of these like, like people on TV, like classic Wall Street, they're starting to have more positive sentiment. They're starting their ratings that they have on Tesla and stuff. They are starting to upgrade them, have actual positive things before they were like, oh yeah, we think Tesla's in the next 12 months, like say the price of Tesla was like $500. They'll be like, yeah, my, uh, our 12 month price target is $200, $100. So basically that thing is going to go down. Right. But it's always just gone up. Basically Tesla's always delivered more cars, produced more cars, made more money kind of thing. So they're just growing and they're growing at an increasing rate, basically. And people are starting to catch on to this. And it's like, at this point, it's just, there's no real stopping Tesla, really, at this point. They've just hit that point. Now everyone's just flipping, basically, in terms of the mainstream, like Wall Street finance, Wall Street money, basically. This is Future Saban here right now, basically the day after. And, hmm. I suppose another aspect adding to the massive run on Tesla stock yesterday was the announcement by Hertz saying that they've ordered 100,000 Teslas for their fleet, for their hiring uh, car rental fleet and their electrification goals. And Tom Brady is at the you know forefront of the marketing campaign as well. So I suppose this just brought in a lot of hype. But the reason I didn't actually mention it at the time saying that, you know, oh, what happened what changed in Tesla today that, you know, shot the price up so much. Yeah, I, I didn't add it in because, or it just didn't really come to mind as a big factor. Because again, this is just a very short term thing. It, just a one big time, you know, contract that's been announced kind of thing. And the main thing is that this just shows demand. So maybe for people who, who initially thought like, oh, oh, Tesla vehicles don't really have much demand or something. That's just not true. They're already, car, they're, they're already, constrained on that front they can't produce enough cars for the demand they can't produce enough cars to meet the current demand right now if you were to order a model 3 like before the 100,000 vehicle announcement if you were to order a model 3 or model s i can't remember which the delivery time would be september right now we're in october so just to put that in perspective that's like a 10 to 11 month wait basically because they're so constrained that they're basically selling every vehicle they're producing off the line straight away and it's going to be like that probably for the next you know at least five to ten years so adding another hundred thousand vehicles to that you know is a pretty minor thing but i suppose it's just you know a big marketing thing a lot of people also build awareness and people are like, oh man you know companies are now adding large contracts with Tesla and stuff. So maybe this is a factor also playing in. But in reality, I don't think so because Tesla is supply constrained, not demand constrained. So it shouldn't really add into, you know, changing the company. This is a big inflection point in the company kind of thing. So yeah, I suppose it was a factor to a certain extent that probably just, you know, compiled in onto the positive news um, of the past couple of months. And it just all kind of concentrated onto the onto this day or, you know, yesterday, because I'm speaking from the future right now. So yeah, I didn't mention that whilst we're recording but i thought it'd be worth mentioning now and the thing is is that this is going to be released you know basically a week after all of this happens so me saying i'm from the future i'm basically on tuesday instead of monday when it all happens so basically this has got some time jumping in it probably breaking some you know laws of time travel but it'd be like that sometimes 
do you think that it, Tesla will? I don't know how to uh, ask this. The are there any companies yet that have come out of like that that have that exist due to Tesla in your opinion? Basically, like、mm. a new electric car company in the West, which has come as a result of Tesla. So basically, what I'm trying to say, I can articulate it better now. Yeah. In okay, I can use like football terms. <laughs> um, often a team will come up. Let's say Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool five years ago. He came in with a philosophy. It won a lot of it won us a lot of matches and it won us trophies. Yeah, from him, there are people who have taken his philosophy and then will improve on that naturally. Yeah, Tesla will not be the last company. In fact,、mm. it may be the best, the goat. It may end up being the goat electric car company、mm. for what it's done.、Mm. But there will very likely just the nature of capitalism in the West. Like there will be someone or like a company which looks at the flaws of Tesla. Or builds on the work that they've done and improves it again. And what I'm curious to know with Liverpool, there are teams now which have sort of built on the high press philosophy that Liverpool have. Yeah. Like for example, Chelsea. In my opinion, the Chelsea manager used to manage、um, the same club that the same two clubs that Klopp used to manage, and he has a he's German as well, and he has a similar style. Chelsea now have a kind of similar identity to Liverpool、mm. in the like physical discipline of the players. Do you think there's an equivalent in the electric car industry yet? Or are there no like serious new gen? Yeah. So, just quickly, so it hit a peak of thousand and forty-five, and it's you know had a pullback down to one one thousand sixteen seventeen, and basically it's, it's pulling back now, which is, is fine. Anyway, so to answer the question, your question was like, are there any like up and coming electric car companies that are potentially going to you know compete at a significant level with Tesla, and If any other companies come out through the new innovations and technologies that a particular company brings out, so in this case Tesla. So, I mean, one potential car company that was going to come out that kind of pulled along or like you know dragged itself along with the hype of Tesla when it was kind of coming up, you know, having significant like uptrends and stuff was Nikola Nikola Motors. Don't know. <laughs> That's a bit corny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that that was a hydrogen cell company. So people are like, you know, this is a different type of technology, clean technology kind of thing. But it was pretty clear from the beginning that it was basically a fraud. There was no technology. It was just a bunch of marketing that got it up to like a thirty-four billion dollar valuation, and he just like you know conked out. But obviously, you know, he's being trialed for whatever fraud and whatnot. And like one of the videos where they had the you know the Nikola One truck. In motion, right? In motion just meant like you know in motion. But the thing is, the truck they roll down a hill, but they angle the camera so it looked like it was going along a flat surface. That's a bit very deceptive marketing, very deceptive. And that's only one thing, right? And that's one of the big things because at that point they're basically they're basically implying like you know we got this functioning hydrogen fuel cell truck, right? This se- semi truck kind of, and it's working lorry basically. But yeah, play on like. But then they're like, "Nah, we'd never said it was actually functional or working. We just said it was in motion, right? Which it is. It's just going down a hill." But you know, yeah, basically they tried covering their butt and everything. Yeah, so that that was one thing. So people will try and take advantage. But to be fair, what's his name? Saban. N- oh. Nic- uh, Nikola Motors CEO. Can't remember his name. I just erased it、uh, from my brain. Trevor Milton. Mark Russell. Uh, well, no, that's Trevor, right now. Trevor Milton. Yeah.、Okay. Uh, so, Trevor Milton, <clears throat> even from his earlier companies and endeavors, like he'd always had a weird kind of shady thing, man. So, I suppose it was kind of inevitable to a certain extent. Anyway, so that that was just one example. But I think the one 
like the thing, the company that I'm most convinced about, there, there are a lot of Chinese electric car companies, Xpeng, and what's the one that does the car battery swaps? I can't remember. Basically, I haven't looked into them for a while because I'm just like, bro, I'm just all in on Tesla, basically, in terms of electric cars and stuff. So the the other one that I'm most convinced about uh, is, is Rivian. Rivian and there's another one. I can't remember the name of it now. I don't know why I'm mind blanking on all of them. But anyway, so there are a couple and I think it was Rivian that, you know, have some pretty... A pretty good lineup. Uh, Lucid, Lu- yeah, Lucid Motors was the other one. Lucid Motors, yeah, they're what they are saying they can produce in terms of their prototypes and stuff look really promising. But again, it comes down to actually being able to produce it at mass and stuff. Elon Musk keeps saying that, like, you know, prototypes are easy, but mass production is insanely difficult. He says that's why he respects everyone, like companies that do mass production, because the logistics behind it is disgusting, basically. When they were ramping up Model 3, they learned a lot in terms of producing factories and, you know, production lines and stuff. So in the end, there are a lot of new companies that are in this whole, you know, luxury electric vehicle kind of stuff, like Tesla started out and they're in the beginning stages, but that's the most risky risky stage. They can actually start producing vehicles. Like none of these other companies that have really high valuations actually started producing and selling vehicles to the public market, basically. I'm talking about these newer companies, not the ones like Ford and BMW and stuff, because, you know, they've done stuff in, in that regard. But these newer ones, like they don't have factories, they haven't got production lines and stuff. And that's the part, that's the make or break point. Anyone can make a prototype is basically what Elon Musk says. Um, and I suppose it makes sense. You can make a minimal, minimal, minimum viable product pretty easily, but then scaling that is where all the issues come out. And that's why Tesla have now mastered the art of creating factories, creating the machine that makes the machine that makes their product, right? And making these factories to have super streamlined production lines and stuff. But these production lines are also modular. That's the thing with Tesla that's actually insane is there's no like yearly model or bi-yearly model update. It's just continuous. If you buy, um, if you order a Model S like now, but then order a Model S three three months later, it'll probably be slightly different. It'll probably have a slightly new trim or some bolts will be in different positions and stuff because they are iterating on the production line. As soon as one improvement comes in where they can either cut costs or improve efficiency or something, they will make that improvement instantly as quickly as possible on the production line. So just the next batch of cars will just be slightly different. So some people find that annoying because they can't just buy the latest because as soon as they buy theirs brand new, a couple of months down, there's a slight iteration. It'll probably be minor and they'll they'll have the big refreshes every couple of months or every or, you know every year or whatever. But there are all those minor improvements. You're like, oh man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. It's like, you know, with phones, right? Every year, every six months it's just new and better. They're doing that with cars, whereas usually you don't usually get that. Mm. So that's something that's actually insane about uh, having a mass-produced production line like that and being able to iterate on the spot. It's like, and they just listen to feedbacks. You, do you know Sandy Monroe? I think I've mentioned him before. Basically, like considered the the like godfather of car engineering and stuff. Best consultant in that regard. And he broke down. He always broke down. Breaks, huh? Yeah, from yeah. Ford. So yeah, he was really high up in Ford. But then because they weren't doing what he wanted to in terms of like innovating in technology and engineering and making the improvements he says were useful in terms of making the production line more efficient and engineering better and stuff. That's why he ended up leaving, started his own consulting firm and whatnot in terms of engineering. He just break down a Model 3 and stuff. He's like, you know, this screw, you know, this screw isn't needed or you can change this around. 
literally like a couple of months later that screw isn't there wow. right and then it's like you think oh it, that like it's not that much but it'll be one screw right they have to buy millions of those so that's obviously certain costs even if it's like half a penny per screw but then the storage costs transport costs yeah. someone having to input it another point of failure it makes a huge different on difference on margins and stuff like just at, at that scale imagine it's like when you know when you um are writing an essay and you have like Final version one, final version two. It's like they're having. To, they're, I bet they'll keep the like formula <laughs> yeah. for each v version, but now there must be hundreds of different. Yeah, like, it's just it's a nonstop process. They could look at update seventy four. Yeah, but it'll probably be completely so different. It's just because this is the whole mindset behind Tesla. Just don't stop improving, right? Not even for a couple of months. Just yeah. just keep going, keep improving on the spot. Which is why it just seems, at least in my mind, I can't see any other company like that that can overtake them at least in the next 10 years. And I suppose that another thing that's worth mentioning that really does show off the agility of Tesla as a company and their production line and everything is the fact about the chip shortage, that the, the global chip shortage, you know, for every single company, basically, anything that requires a microchip, for your fridge requires a microchip in some kind of way. Anything that runs on electricity, probably has microchips and basically there was a worldwide shortage because you know in 2020 everyone thought the world was going to end basically um but that didn't happen and then there was a massive ramp up in terms of te technology usage and all of that stuff and you know electric cars and stuff require a lot of like chips and just even you know uh, uh internal combustion engine cars require microchips for all of the other stuff that's in there as well just anything that has electricity running through it basically and Tesla still managed to come out on top and not really have to ramp down their production too much or they didn't, it, it wasn't too much of a fact. It was very hard for them to work around, but they have the in-house software talent and engineering talent to the point that they could start getting microchips from other suppliers and rewrite some of their software on the fly to be able to integrate those new uh, chips from different suppliers and different architectures on the fly and start selling those cars and you know the functionality is still the same so different chips different architectures different system they have to rewrite the software to incorporate those new chips or different types of chips to allow them to continue producing cars whereas other standard you know the classic automotive companies like ford gm chrysler bmw volkswagen and everything they don't have that kind of talent in in their company that that software to be able to create the, or change their software on the fly for these different models that they just had like cars lined up on their production line not being able to complete those cars because they just needed to wait for those chips that they were always getting the same supplier kind of thing and because of the shortage they couldn't do that and they couldn't really switch suppliers so easily so that again just goes to show how flexible Tesla is and how they are just willing and they have the talent and that's what they're recruiting for right to be able to fix these problems on the fly so that they don't really have anything stopping them so again it's just another point that really shows like how and that kind of point over the past couple of months throughout this massive massive shortage of chips and stuff and how Tesla has been able to adapt to it had really changed the sentiment on Tesla and how they're just executing so well in all these other facets of the company and production of cars that other companies are now just really struggling with. So 
that's just been the other change in sentiments alongside all of their delivery numbers and, you know, Q3 earnings recently just being a beat on beat on beat upon expectations. So, yeah, just an, another thing, just kind of pushing Tesla along in terms of the sentiment on Wall Street and just the general finance media as well. But yeah, I'll, I'll just leave the Tesla talk at that point for now. And let's see if it, if Tesla's made any moves. Oh, it seems to be settling around the one, 118 to 120 mark. Um, hit a peak of 1,045 on the dot. So in terms of Tesla, in, in price action has been pretty mad. So it's, it's always just nice having those kind of days. Yeah. But I'm not like... It, I, my conviction hasn't increased or decreased in Tesla because of this day because I'm more just rooted in the fund. Like nothing's changed about the company. In, yeah, in as, that's what today. I was saying. Yeah. yeah, and I get what you mean. You've always stuck to the same like guns when you yeah, talk about Tesla. Yeah, I've been saying for a couple of years. So. so let's just hope it continues to rise. But I mean, I do have to go in a sec. I'm going mm. for dinner with my mum. That's the sort of thing you can't be late for on a yeah. moral, on like a moral level. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Some things you can be late for, some things you just can't. Yeah. Um, um, but but yeah, yeah, I mean, we had other things to talk about. I guess we'll talk about them it always in, in a couple of days. Like, yeah, I we always well, I, I didn't do it today, but usually I'm stressed. Like, man, how are we going to fill the half an hour, forty minutes? Yeah, but it just happens. And today yeah. we didn't even get to fill the agenda. But that's fine. It means ne- like tomorrow or whatever, we'll be able to be able to talk about that stuff instead. Yeah, stocking up the rest of the episodes for 2021, basically. Yeah, hopefully, we- <laughs> as we said, by the end of this block, I want to be up to like the end of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Just right. 50, 52 more. I suppose we'll leave it there so you can get going to dinner and we'll catch you next week. We'll leave it there. Peace. Peace. I want to say it first this week. <laughs> yes. That was super confusing. Sorry, bro. All right. A madness, bro. It hit 1,045. Can you imagine? That was disgusting. Thank you for listening to this episode of Getting It. If you enjoyed this episode or didn't, then feel free to leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcasts app or on the Apple Podcasts website. We'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, or questions about anything we discussed. So feel free to email us at thoughts at gettingit.co.uk. You can also reach us on Twitter or Instagram at gettingit underscore pod. You can find all the links in the show notes.